Hey guys, you know that music that plays at the beginning of our podcast? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Of every fun. podcast. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you know that I used to play that music in a What band? do you mean? You what? were in, in I was Wicked in Liz and the Belly Swirls? I was in Wicked Liz and the Belly Swirls. No Prove way. It. They're the Prove most it. popular band in the Quad Cities. Prove it. Prove it? Yeah. Prove it. Oh my God, look at all these pictures. Wow. Yep. You were in Wicked Liz and the Belly Swirls. There's a picture right there. Wow. That's amazing. It's an artistic uh, rent, uh, interpretation. And look at this picture and this picture. Yeah. And look at the, you were at the Gettysburg Address? I was. And this is a receipt for a bailout that Bob Kelly paid for you. He did. That was a crazy night in Dubuque. You I cannot believe. You were at the believe. Hindenburg disaster? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is all proof that I was part of the Weisenheimer's house band for this podcast, yeah. Wicked Liz and the Belly Swirls. They are fantastic. And I would love to hear more of their music. I've downloaded it on CDBaby.com and iTunes because all of their discography is available on both of those places. That's and then right. you can go to wicked-liz.com or their Facebook page and find out where they're touring. Mm-hmm. They're a staple in the Quad Cities for every St. Patrick's Day. Yep. They go all over the Midwest. So mm-hmm. there is pretty much no reason you can't track them down and go see their show. Yeah. Pretty much everybody oh, else and does. And will you be playing with them again? Maybe. I may oh. be. Nice. Nice, You'll Brent. just have to come check it out and find now, out. Now, this photo where you're behind the grassy knoll, mm-hmm. can, can we talk about that? Uh, that one was not supposed to be there. Welcome to episode 53 of Weisenheimer, the podcast. We celebrated one year last week, and we're keeping the fun going. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff DeLeon. I'm another Brent Tubbs. And hi, I'm the caboose, Leslie Mitchell. You're another Brent Tubbs? I mean, there's more than one Brent Tubbs? Is that what I said? Yeah. He said, I'm another Brent Tubbs. That was a Freudian slip. Is that what's growing off of your ear? Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. You're cloning yourself? I'm growing a clone. So it's like your Slim Shady is like another Brent Tubbs. Mm -hmm. Some people have hobbies. Brent grows clones. (laughs) Glows clones. I'm gross clones. (laughs) Glows clones, grows clones. Oh. Uh, so this is a really interesting episode because uh, last week Leslie got to pick her three favorite episodes, which was absolutely hysterical. Mm-hmm. Please go back and listen to it because it was really fun for us to relive at. And we get to share that joy again this week because I get to pick my Yay! three favorites. It's Jeff. I'm very excited about So my first choice, guys, is all the way back from episode 12. Ooh. And uh, it's called Matball. Oh, gosh. Yes. And uh, similar to Leslie's first choice in this one, I get to be a Russian again. (laughs) And I believe Olympic fever had started to hit the United States. I think the Olympics were starting to kick into gear and, like, national pride was a thing. And it was kind of like... We in the improv we turned Matball into like this big prideful Olympic thing that Russia was trying to reclaim or whatnot. And what I love about this and why it's one of my favorites is I'm kind of this foreign weird character trying to recruit Brent to come onto the Russian national Matball team. And Leslie is Brent's mom, and Leslie lays out this insane backstory <laughs> about triplets and one dies in the womb and like all this crazy shit and she like and it's clearly shaped her view of not wanting her son to go to russia or do anything really and brent's just this eager beaver chomping at the bit 
And then my favorite thing of improv is, of course, the twist. And yeah. the twist happens at the end when you realize I may not be going to as good situation <laughs> as this guy sold me on. So uh, that's one of the reasons why it's it's my favorite. Yeah. Probably I just, no. it was a big giggle. It was, I just loved it. It was a big giggle fest for me. And as you can hear in the podcast, I, I did enjoy the fact that I could actually keep my brain conscious of exactly all of the craziness that I was spouting off. There like, was it actually a lot. made I, sense. I could not keep track of it all. Yeah. <laughs> as it you'll was, hear. It, it made a lot of sense to me, but I enjoyed it tremendously. And so will you, listener. I am Coach Nikolai Hill. Uh, which boy is yours? Tommy over there. Your last name. It's Hill. Hill or Hell? Well, uh, when we moved to this country, we decided to adopt more uh, friendly American moniker. Okay. And Smith seemed to be in excess, so we rested on Hill. Okay. Uh, yes, your boy is very good at Matt Ball. I would like to push him into Junior Olympics for Matt Ball. He's only five. Um, I know, but What's I... What's the age for Junior Olympics? Uh, coaching in Russia, we see talent at three, and we start to develop it. And I've noticed your boy, when he's not playing on his iPhone, he's very good focused athlete, and we have good uh, reward system in place here. Well... He is uh, Why did your second children... in uh, home runs in Matt Ball. We're very proud of him. Matt Ball has home runs, like baseball? Yes, if you strike a ball with foot and it hits two walls without bouncing on the floor, it's considered a home run. And your son is able to angle the balls towards the corner walls and bounce it off of two. He's second in class. I mean, he's only five and there's an eight-year-old in first, so he's kicking at a, he's kicking at a ninth grade level. So the guy that's in first yes. is eight years old, and my son, who's five, is in second place, mm-hmm. but he's kicking at a ninth grade level? Yes. The, so, the boy three years ahead of him is kicking at a 14-year level. 14 years old? Yes. Which would be ninth grade. Yes. Mom? Yeah, buddy? Um, listen, can we have a talk? <sighs> okay. I just saw your coach. I was offered a bribe. What? I was offered a bribe to okay. uh, throw th- throw some mat ball games to... Um, they want to export me to Russia to play on a team in I'm Russia. I am not giving up. I gave up one son. I gave up one son to ulcerative well, colitis. I am not giving up another child to Russia. Don't don't let don't let Tommy's death hinder me your and my Bobby, dreams. Your Tommy, Bobby died. Bob, Timmy, what happened? Your to name Timmy? is Tommy. Oh my! Look at this, mom. What does Timmy our family become? Timmy was a become? fetus that didn't develop. That was originally triplets. Bobby, Timmy, and Tommy. You're Tommy. Bobby died of ulcerative colitis, and Timmy was just a fetus when he died. In fact, you and your brother probably absorbed him. In the womb. It doesn't matter. I like to name things for meaning. You know, young Tommy, there is prophecy in Russia. Mm-hmm. When one absorbs the power of three, the true super athlete he will be. <sighs> it has recently come to my attention you are a triplet, and now both oh. your brothers are not with the planet anymore. Right. I absorbed both of my brothers in and the womb. 
stop packing right now. You're not no. going to Russia. I'm leaving. Mom. I'm not. I have to give permission. I am for you to get now. a passport. You're not going. And you did not oh. absorb Bobby. Yes, Bobby I did. lived outside of the womb. No, he just had ulcerative colitis. Mm -mm. His soul he, left and no, entered me. No, he didn't. Yes, he you did. might have absorbed Timmy, but you did not absorb Bobby. No, I absorbed both of them, Mom. You don't. You don't understand what it's like to be a triplet. Okay, when one dies. They don't really leave. If you want to go and follow this Russian coach that took on an American name to be more American. Don't be so judgmental, back, Mom. Now he wants to go back to Russia. Now he wants to go back to Russia. Yes. But they probably kicked him out. I'm so happy you were on plane with me going to, to Russia. I shall be hailed as a hero once we land. This is great. Uh, there's a couple of things you should know before we touch down. Sure, uh, of course. Uh, my name in Russia is not Nikolai Hill. I adopted the Hill right, last name. Right, right, My actual last name is Nikolai Putin. I have a very famous brother mm -hmm. over there who... Always tries to one-up me, and uh, this time I'm bringing back uh, a super athlete, uh, mm. which is you. Uh, also, on your Russian passport, I may have changed your name to be uh, Tommy Putin, uh, and you will be Tommy. posing as my son. Um, yeah, I just mm -hmm. kind of really want to stick it to old you know Vladimir this time um so you're like my dad now oh if you want to call me that i'm not going to stop you from calling me that but wait till you taste the bread over there it's just i when you wait in line that long for anything it tastes really good but the, the bread oh it's fantastic listen all i care about is playing map ball about that um <laughs> there uh it's not so much a metaball league as it is a bunch of boys in an abandoned warehouse <laughs> kicking a raccoon's head around. So, uh, yeah, it's not really, um, it's not really formalized or anything, but you'll be very good. Okay, so this one is my second favorite. No accents mm -hmm. this time hey, around. Right. But uh, we were uh, joined back in April in episode 23 by our new best friend. Oh. Mm. The one and only Josh Feemster. You have uh, a special guest favorite one. Yes, I do. Oh. Yes, I do. The reasoning for this one is a little personal. And it also kind of goes to that tried and true improv thing. Are the best people you can improvise with are your friends. And Josh became fast friends with Leslie and myself. Uh, he's already established as one of Brent's best friends <laughs> and Bob Kelly's. But we just bonded. Like, he went with us to Des Moines and saw us perform Des Moines Improv That's Fest. Right. And yeah. we just bonded in the car. And, like, he just felt like, you know, like the fifth Beatle? Like, he felt like the fourth Weisenheimer. Like, he yeah. was so just in tune with us. We did a live show with him. And he was nice enough to podcast with us. So one thing we discovered, Brent and I are massive Dave Matthews band <laughs> fans. And Josh is not a fan of Dave Matthews. No. At all. At all. And this goes way back, because right. I used to live with Josh <laughs> and used to play Dave Matthews 
all the time. Oh, God. And he loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're such nerds that uh, Brent is a bit of a wine connoisseur. Uh, Leslie enjoys wine as well. And we tracked down a Dreaming Tree wine stand that is um, Leslie got in Wisconsin. Yeah. Right? And brought it back, and it's set up in Cat Piss Studios. And so we have it set up. We have Weisheimer picks on it. We have bottles on it and everything. And it's kind of like a showpiece. And Josh came in and saw it and kind of made an offhanded comment about, oh, geez, you know, Dreaming Tree. So um, my choice from episode 23 is Dreaming Tree uh, with Josh Feemster. And the very blatant subtext being <laughs> Dreaming Tree represents Dave Matthews. And Josh slowly reveals his hatred towards it. And Brent and I immediately come to its defense and become Dave Matthews' apologists and everything. And it all funnels through uh, this wine. And Josh just did such an artful job of throwing these little digs and these little jabs at us. <laughs> and the three of us all, like, having to, like, counter it and come yeah. back with, ah, it's not that bad, it's not that bad. But tying it back into the wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all based around wine. And it just is, it's just like watching four, like, really talented improvisers pass a hockey puck back and forth, like, doing little deeks and moves back and forth, because it was so fun. It was loose. The laughter you hear in there is genuine because yeah. of the subtext that's happening. Well, and you can hear me in the background laughing, because I'm just kind of biting my tongue. Did you come in late. I come yeah. in later, yeah, because I'm like, how, how am I going to do this here? <laughs> and um, I am the straight woman yeah yeah you're the one that kind of sets the table at the beginning yep. and we didn't know where josh was gonna go and then he started taking shots at it and it was like okay here we go yeah so um we hope you love this one as much as we did well welcome to benny's wine shop and as you can see we have wines from all over the u.s and europe Oh, you have quite a selection. It just seems do. to go on forever. It's basically a giant warehouse of wine. Do you have a sale rack? Uh, there will be some that are uh, specialties that are on special, but they are actually categorized by a wine lover's favorite thing, which is the category of wine. So Cabernets. Merlot's, now, let me, let, me, let me stop you right there. Yes. Uh, Trader Joe's has got a thing called Two Buck Chuck. Oh, yeah. it's divine. I yeah. have heard it's, of it. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, full body. Um, and it's not even $2. It's $1.99. Yeah. Do you have anything like comparable? What's, what's this Dreaming Tree stuff? What's this? Uh, that is the wine of renowned, famous... Musician, entrepreneur, Dave Matthews. Could we try the Dreaming Tree real quick? Um, Just... Oddly enough, there is a a taste oh. sampler salesman here now setting up. Uh, a taster's. Well, so we you do, can we go over to Dreaming Tree. We just Tree. need a bottle. Can I just grab I, this bottle? I would well, you love to taste this. Bottle, I would love to taste this because I've, I've always heard bad things. Right. Oh, that's too but bad. But the way she describes it just makes my mouth water. You know, honey, here, let me grab a bottle. Dave Matthews. Bottle. Here, sweetheart. Uh, All right. Okay. Just go ahead. Just, just go ahead. Hmm. The nose on it's a little dramatic. Okay. A little, uh, Hmm. A little melodramatic. Okay. Um, the uh, that seems the, to go on a really the, long. Yes, time. it goes on for a long time. Like the taste just sticks around, and it, 
has a really bad aftertaste. I'm going to try a different one. Just sometimes lies, not really. I'm going to try a different one. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh, this one tastes very similar to the other one. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to try. It sticks around just as long. I'm going to try. Maybe, maybe, maybe because you're tasting it live. Yeah. It would. Holy crap! This might be the best wine I've ever had. I just kind of want to celebrate it, you know, like, oh, wow. Can we buy all the bottles here? Uh, please. I don't know. I Wait. don't know. Like, I think that... Honey, are you it, drinking the same wine that I'm I drinking? am? But it, 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 it tastes... It tastes like the shadow of the um, Grateful Dead wine that we have. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, almost, almost a really? little... Really? Really? Almost a, a little blander than the fish wine that I, you were talking about, which we sampled right. on our honeymoon. Right. It's a little bit blander, not right. quite as quirky. See, now, when I drink this, I feel like it's it's an updated version of that, and it's got a little bit more pop to it, and oh. it's a little bit more enjoyable. And uh, I just kind of want to follow this wine around yeah, for a I while. Am I right in thinking that they're the best-selling wines were the ones that were bottled in the 90s? Absolutely. Okay. With a few minor exceptions. Because I noticed there's a rack here called Greatest Hits, and there's not that many left. Well, that's mostly the blends. It might oh. be because they didn't make a lot of those bottles. <laughs> oh. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, I just, this new stuff is absolutely fantastic. Isn't I mean, it, though? I I'm, mean... I noticed these bottles from about five years ago are a little out there, a little well, derivative. Well, it, it depends but... what you serve them with. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Like that's opening, an opening act, sort of. I went <laughs> on a website, and it said that this pairs really well this at frat Dave parties Matthews with roofies. Oh. Right. It's like, because they because they think that this wine makes you look sensitive and caring and knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. And they say that. Are you not thinking of the Hootie and the Blowfish wine, which is oh, in the clearance rack? Oh, it's very similar. What's this Miraz? This sounds really good, too. This... Oh, oh. Hey, uh, hey, Josie. Hey, saw you in the Hi. back there. I Could see you. Could use some help. Thank yeah, you. I'd love to come and help you. So I see you guys checking out this... Uh, Dreaming Tree Dave Matthews man line. Thank me, you, Carter. I, love it. I appreciate it. Oh, let me tell you about this. You know what? There's so many different ways you could enjoy this. And every time you get a bottle, it tastes just a little bit different than the last one. Hmm. And I you just, you kind of enjoy it every time. It's very little, right? It's very little difference. I just have to tell hmm. you. I mean, you just said yourself that it's there's it's a little different every time. But it's sir, I, sir, I, I got to be honest with you. I mean, we recently had a bad experience with a David Gray. Um, we were expecting something yes, really, really strong. David Gray's a big letdown. And it no, just, he's not. It just, it just kind of dribbled out, and it just kind of petered onto the floor. And I'll mm -hmm. buy all the David Grays. Well, and she has, I actually. Well, we have a winery you should visit then, because it's... One issue I have that I heard about, now this mm -hmm. is just rumors, but... Let me did hear Did at you. some point someone take all of this... Um, uh, dreaming tree wine and accidentally spill it on a bunch of people below them that were unsuspecting and they got all over them and there like was a lawsuit. Chicago that was something. an unfortunate yeah. incident, yeah. yes. There was a leakage of, uh, of some wine right. racks. Wine bags. Now, mm -hmm. my question is, is not those poor people who got all of this incredibly um, sticky, wet... Pungent? It's very mm -hmm. pungent, right. but yet bland. It's weird. It's pungent. Yet bland. Mm -hmm. uh, my worry is, is why were they dumping all of this wine? Well, my understanding, sweetheart, because I read this online, was 
It wasn't really the Dreaming Tree's fault. It was the guy driving the Dreaming Tree right. truck to deliver it yeah. that made a choice. It's but... not like you can blame the winemakers yeah. for dumping the wine when they weren't even around. And I understand that the Dreaming Tree even made financial repercussions for yeah. all of the things that happened. They with do the, care with about the, the people. Yeah. But if you take a step out, doesn't it just seem metaphorical? Not really. Listen, by the end of this day, I'm going to have you sold on this Dreaming Tree wine, and I'm going to have you walking out of here with six very rare bottles that you may never even heard of before. Yeah, what are these Dreaming Tree live, live? Mm, live. Mm -hmm. Live off the vine. They're all like numerals. Like they're going up in order. Well, let me tell you about these. These are kind of special. You can't just get them anywhere. You can't just walk into any wine shop and buy them. You can only come here to our warehouse. (laughs) Uh, and do these age in OAR barrels? What's that? <laughs> do they age in OAR barrels? Oh, uh, no. These these actually came before the OAR O-A-R barrels. Sorry, oh. I've been drinking some in the back. Right. This is my worry, is that I feel like when you drink this, you, you become completely clouded and uh, uh, have lack of judgment. Like it gives you a hangover the next day? Like no. a roofie hangover. You know, it kind of makes you just appreciate some really good wine. Hey, uh, you want you want one of these bootleg dreaming trees? You got bootleg? Yeah. You what you what year is yours from? You can't get these at the warehouse. Uh-huh. Yeah. What year is yours from? Uh, 94, 95. Oh, I got 92. Yeah, these are... Original. These are, these are old. Is bootleg or is it like a classic? This is It's one of the original ta- uh, wines. Uh, uh. <laughs> Do you guys have any bootleg David Gray? Get, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. All right, guys. So my last pick, we're going kind of like Leslie did, old school. We recorded an episode the very same week that Star Wars The Force Awakens came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And as the other one was influenced by the Olympics, this episode was our first ever Star Wars special. It was our third episode. And That's it was right. themed right out of the gate. We all did Star Wars stuff. The very first one's kind of a short uh, we did was Dancer. And so I picked Dancer mm-hmm. as my third favorite. Just because, again, it's this amazing, like, we have this great ability of two of us to kind of partner and then bounce off the third. Like, uh, that happens a lot. Oh, and this one is you two against me. Yeah. And and, and this one, Brent is clearly the central figure. And I'm like, you're you're the Jabba and I'm the little hyena guy, like, running around you. Yeah, that's what I pictured. And Leslie keeps changing the environment and keeps yeah. changing the scene to see where these two guys will go next kind of a thing. I, and, th- this was a hard, I, this was definitely towards the top of my list too mm-hmm. uh, for two reasons. One was just Leslie's utter, her character's just utter confusion with us. <laughs> just her like, what? Uh, and uh, and uh, you don't think you hear it in the episode so you have to go back and listen to the bumper. But, oh yeah, uh, episode three by the way. Yeah. So. Episode three, go back and listen to the bumper. The very, very end, yeah. But I wanted to make a t-shirt that said, have you ever Chewbacca noised in a church? <laughs> Just because I think that's such a funny line. <laughs> that, that uh, stick your hand in this bucket of hot dog. <laughs> and oh, there's a third that I thought would be a good catchphrase for us that I'm blanking on. Uh, shoe get. <laughs> shoe, shoe you. Shoe, shoe you. you. <laughs> shoe you. Shoe you. But no, yeah, Leslie, like you just... 
You just sit back and let us just dig this Star Wars hole, and you are the listener going, what the hell? <laughs> what is happening here? Gonna... And so, like, I love that, like, you are the audience's gateway into the insanity that Brent and my Star Wars knowledge goes. But, yeah, like, we, we each picked one character and stuck with it the whole time. And, yeah. like, I, I, I liked that and, and hearing the beats of three and the repetition and stuff. And so this was, yeah, this one, uh, I had Star Wars holds a special place in my heart. Weisenheimer holds a special place in my heart. And to be able to combine the two in this was really, really fun. So here is my third favorite for uh, our first year of a podcast. <laughs> You know, it's customary, just saying, it's customary to put dollars in my G-string when I'm dancing right in front of you. Oh, I just like looking at your naked body. Yeah. You sit in the front row every night. Yeah. And you don't pay. Mm. I, sometimes I just like pushing the dancers off the stage. You'd get kicked out if you did that. Mm. I think about it, though. Yeah. And ironically, I just like to watch him watch the dancers, and I keep giving him dollar bills. And I tell him jokes, and he cackles like a little hyena. Yeah, especially when you tell the funny one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even like girls. I just like watching you watch the girls. Thank you. You guys need to leave this bar. Uh, we paid the cover. Yeah. You need to leave. I brought my own cooler of beer. And we, it's not a BYOB so? titty bar. They do serve breakfast, though. Yeah, I do like that bacon and eggs. Mm-hmm. I like putting bacon on a cheeseburger and pretending it's a Millennium Falcon, and then it flies into my mouth like it did in that movie. Mm -hmm. Except this time I eat it, and it doesn't fly back. Well, it, sometimes it flies back out if I don't, if my indigestion what? kicks sometimes, in. Yeah, his tummy gets upset. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, Revenge of the Jedi, and yeah, it comes some, back out. Sometimes I eat a burrito like it's an Imperial, uh, in, what's that chip that lays on at the beginning of four? What? You, you know the one. And I stick oh, all the, I stick all the meat in the back of the burrito to make it look like the jets in the back. You know what one I, I'm talking what? about. Don't look at me oh, the, like the, you don't know. The Imperial Starship. Yeah, yeah, I see. And you get on the toilet and it comes out like hyperspace. That's right. Philip knows what I'm talking about. Don't yeah. look at me like I'm an idiot. Take your boobs out. Excuse me, gentlemen. Um, the library will be closing in five minutes. That's as long as I need. Excuse I just like. Excuse me. I just like to watch him read the books. He does. He doesn't know how to read, so he watches me read them. And he doesn't even read them out loud, but through his eyes and watching him, I can tell what the books are saying. Sometimes I wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm -hmm. The library will be closing in five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take your boobs out. God bless you, my child. Uh, a happy Hanukkah. Uh, this is a Catholic church. Mm, that too. I just like to watch him go in the confessional and then talk mm -hmm. all of his sins. Yeah, he just sits outside with his ear to the door. Mm-hmm. Are you a nun or a priest or I what's your story? I am a Catholic nun of mm. the Carmelite uh, segregate. Oh, can you imagine if communion wafers was caramelized <coughs> popcorn? <laughs> no, it's, it's the body and blood. It's the body of Christ. <laughs> Take your boobs out. <laughs> Hey! 
Well, there you have it. Those were my three picks for my favorite for the uh, first year of our podcast. And Good picks. Thank yeah. you. Thank Good you, guys. Again. Thank you guys for helping them freaking come to reality. It was great. We hope you enjoyed it as well. And as always, our podcast is sponsored by the Establishment Studio Series. Brent, what's going on? Well, I'll tell you. On Friday night, December 2nd, is a show called Shakespeare. Beard. I love that show. Yes. It's super fun. It's a completely improvised Shakespeare play or mm-hmm. Shakespeare story right before your very eyes. Um, and they combine all the elements that you might see in a Shakespeare show, but it's completely improvised. So that is Friday, December 2nd. And that must mean that Saturday, December 3rd, being the first Saturday of the month, Ooh. is... Yeah, baby. Weisenheimer. Bang Biscuit. It'll be the last Weisenheimer for the year 2016, so I guarantee you it'll be awesome. And our podcast just celebrated one year. Yeah. And the December 3rd show at the establishment is Weisenheimer's five-year anniversary. Aww. Our live I love performing with guys who remember anniversaries. Right. This makes my heart go pitter-patter. And I'm as always... Bring flowers. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. And as always, I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> as always, the studio series is at 9.30 p.m. at the establishment located in the district of Rock Island, Illinois. And these shows are 17 and over. So anybody that's young, well, they probably won't be listening to this podcast. We so hope not. anyway, it's yeah, an adult-only show, and you can get tickets at establishmentqc.com or at the door because they're only five bucks, yo. That's affordable. Boom. So that is episode 53. Thank you so much for listening, but the anniversary's fun continues one mm-hmm. more week because you heard Leslie's three favorites and yeah. if you didn't go listen to episode 52 you just heard my three favorites yep. so re-listen to episode 53 yep and tighten up your britches because next week's episode 54 are Brent's top three picks hey hey I'm excited thank you for listening Actually, because we're an inner city church, we we do tend to lock the doors. You know what I like to do in here when it's empty because the ceilings are so high? I like to make a Chewbacca noise. Yeah, it echoes through the whole thing. It sounds really cool. Have you ever heard that? Uh, You ever just Chewbacca noise in a church?